Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger. Uh, Today, I am talking to you about overcoming jealousy after infidelity. I haven't talked a whole lot about jealousy, the the state of mind of jealousy. Um, And what I'll be talking to you about is how to understand the impact of infidelity on the betrayed partner psyche. Uh, To start with, I'll be talking about how to acknowledge the role of jealousy in the aftermath of betrayal. Talk about exploring the this this uh, roller coaster, this emotional roller coaster of suspicion and fear. Uh, we're going to talk about some strategies for managing jealousy and rebuilding trust, and uh, lastly, embracing personal growth and self care care as you go through this healing process of um, dealing with this jealousy, in particular after infidelity. So. Um, before I get into all that, I just want to say that uh, jealousy actually is a useful emotion. Uh, Thomas More, M-O-O-R-E, great author, wrote a classic book called Care of the Soul. It was a while back that he wrote this book, and he talks about jealousy in this way. He says that um, uh, when we talk about the Greek myths, and Zera, uh, uh, Zeus and Hera, Zeus, um, Greek god, and Hera was a goddess, a Greek goddess, and Zeus was a philanderer, and he would go out there, and um, he was not faithful to Hera, and Hera was this very jealous woman. And so Thomas More in his book poses the question, well, why would Hera be considered a goddess? Now, here is this jealous person, and he puts forth the claim that jealousy is... Uh, and it's been a while since I read it, but basically jealousy has an extreme value. It, it, is, it embodies the importance of depth, uh, of, of sacredness, of the intimate bond, and that uh, jealousy has a place in Greek mythology to be placed as uh, a goddess in, in the form of Hera, Zeus's wife. So... Jealousy is that. Uh, jealousy to me is um, uh, pose, uh, it brings forth this value of sacredness of the of the bond. And when there's infidelity, of course, it breaks the sacredness of the bond. That's the most difficult thing about infidelity. Of course, the act itself is difficult to deal with, and that it happened in the mind of the betrayed person. But what's mostly painful to betrayed people that I've talked to, thousands of them by now is I thought we had something sacred and suddenly it felt like it was was a subtraction of that sacredness. So that's part of the healing that happens so that we could restore the sacredness of that bond. And one of the things that we have to look at is the the impact of infidelity on the betrayed person's partner, uh, betrayed partner's psyche. And You know, of course, there's things I've talked about before, and I will talk about again, in terms of this disorientation, I can't believe that this happened. Uh, And of course, the hurt and the anger. 
but in particular with jealousy, um, it brings up um, a lot of, of course, since it's taken away the sacredness, the person who the be- person who betrayed has been dealing with or persons, it's easy to be jealous of those people. I have this person who I have this sacred bond with, and this, this person has now uh, given energy, intimate energy of some kind, whether it's through words on a computer or through words on text or through touch of some kind of touch, um, you know, whether it's a happy ending or it still feels like this other person has taken away with the help of the betrayed person, or the betrayer, uh, this this sacred bond. And there's a jealousy there that you, you took something from me that um, my partner has given something that should only be to me. And there's a jealousy about that inherently, and it makes sense. There's also, it triggers jealousy, feeling like um, I'm maybe I'm, I'm not good enough. Uh, there's an aspect of jealousy that is I'm not enough, or you're, uh, somebody else is better than me. And so it does trigger that. And if a person who has been betrayed already has had some insecurities, and we all have some insecurities, right? But they've had some significant insecurities based on maybe their own childhood or past other betrayals in their lives, that in particular will will trigger this this feeling of jealousy. Uh, I'm not as good as you, as well as you've taken away. So there's the two aspects of jealousy that I have seen. You've taken something away from me and also it makes, you know, maybe you're better than me in some aspect that my partner chose you to do this with when my partner was committed to me. And so there is uh, a, a lot of uh, negative cognition or belief that a person can uh, experience in their lives that is triggered by the infidelity. And, and again, um, feeling violated, you know, there's a violation aspect of it, like I said, and feeling uh, a sense of inferiority. And so when I work with couples, when uh, especially the betrayed person is trying to deal with this sense of I'm not enough, and that you stole something from me, those two aspects that I see of jealousy, uh, that um, I do see that the importance that I uh, of the work I do with them has to be not just about the relationship, but also about that person. And uh, as we're exploring this roller coaster, you see that sometimes a person I've had one a person come one week and they're devastated and they feel very jealous, and then the next week. Because maybe the work we've done, the processing that person has done, that they're going, I feel better. And then the next week, they, they look like they did two weeks before. So there is oftentimes an up and down quality to this of uh, I'm feeling okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling better about myself. And then suddenly it's, um, you know, I'm just not good enough, very tearful, very upset. And a lot of times it's, it's, you know, jealousy is related to suspicion and fear. They're all connected. And so something comes up, a thought or a cue, or the partner's going back to the city where they had the infidelity or whatever it is that can bring up the suspicion and fear. And so whereas the trade person thought that they had successfully worked through the jealousy, there, there is 
uh, an up and down quality to it. And the good news there is that every time a person works through it, they're getting better. It's just, it's, there's, it's, there's a cycle through. There is a cycle through. And I don't uh, want people to feel like they'll never get out of that. They'll always be having to succumb to this feeling of jealousy. It's not the case. And, um, you know, one of the strategies I, I use for managing jealousy is um, evoking in that partner their own natural desire to feel good. They want to feel good. And so I help them see that one of the ways that they can feel good that is not dependent on the behavior of the person who betrayed them is that they are now, uh, they, they think the thoughts that make them feel good. Simple as that. I know it seems kind of simple, but helping the person realize that they have some responsibility in feeling good. And one of the ways they can feel good is to let go uh, there's a variety of ways to let go, which I can talk about, but they have to let go of this negative concept that I'm not enough. That ultimately it is about that betrayed person to say, to make a decision that I am enough and to differentiate, pull away from, um, not be defined by the behavior of the person who betrayed them. And and to recognize the importance of my self-worth depends on me. So related to, uh, I'm kind of fusing a few of these things I mentioned in the beginning together, not just strategies, but embracing personal growth. There's a personal growth factor here where, and I never say infidelity is a good thing or any crisis is a good thing, but there's an opportunity in this for the person to free themselves even more than before of depending on somebody else's behavior and choices for one's own self-esteem. You know, we, we as children depend on our parents' behavior towards us to feel good about ourselves. If our parents give us the right attention, they, um, they encourage us, they inspire us, we can feel good. If they don't do that, which is really their limitations, we internalize it and we, we feel bad. So uh, infidelity can evoke the same kind of internalizing of you by your behavior, I must not be okay. And then this person can learn because they don't want to feel bad anymore. It's like I, I, I say to them, are you sick and tired of feeling bad about yourself? Decide that you're okay, regardless of that person. Be radical. Just be radical and have this radical idea. And it's not really radical, but it can feel radical. To someone who's been defining their worth by others, define, decide that you're okay. Be sick and tired of feeling bad. Um, and decide you're okay no matter what that person has done or that person will choose to do in the future, then I am okay. So I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the, the person who betrayed. Okay, so of course I'm focusing on the responsibility of the betrayed person. It is the betrayed person's responsibility to take care of themselves. So if somebody comes up to me, punches me in the stomach, it's their behavior that caused my pain, but I have my stomach. I'm the one with the stomach that hurts, so I got to do something about it. I've got to, if I have to go to the doctor or whatever I got to do, it's up to me um, to do something about it, even though I was victimized by that person's decision, right? So, yes, the, there is the role of the betrayed, pers uh, betrayed person to take care of themselves. However, the person who did the betrayal, um, uh, hopefully that uh, they realize 
of course, the significance of their actions and they have remorse, but they also take responsibility that they have a, 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 some power in this to alleviate the jealousy of the partner. And the first way to do that is to listen to the person's jealousy, to not judge them for being jealous, to not dismiss their jealousy, and to let them process it with them, to, to be a good listener. That's one thing. Uh, the other thing is to take ownership of his or her own behavior, the person who did the betrayal, and not blame it on that person. No one's perfect. We all have flaws. It's the betrayed person's choice, and they got to own it. I'm sorry, the, the person who betrayed's choice, and that person who betrayed has to own their choices and take any blame away from uh, the other person, the person who was betrayed. Um, the, the person who did the betrayal also needs to realign and see the value of the partner that they hurt. A lot of times, it really is about the person who, who did the betrayal and very little about the person who, um, who was the victim of the betrayal. Uh, again, it's 100% the choice. It's 100% responsibility of the person who cheated. Uh, but there might be some things in the marriage or the committed relationship that has to be looked at. And, and sometimes it's really all about the person who betrayed. It really varies. So that person to help alleviate jealousy and to start rebuilding trust, the, the person who betrayed has to really own his or her own stuff, take a look at the deeper reasons why that happened and to make the corrections necessary, as well as to listen and be a good listener. And so just to end this, I, I just want to say that it is important for the person who was the victim of the betrayal to, to acknowledge the jealousy, but to embrace that personal growth and also to do self-care, uh, to do self-care, maybe better self-care than they've ever done in their lives, whether that means getting enough rest, eating well, uh, recognize, you know, treating themselves like they're a person of worth, of value. That there's a, there, that's a, I'm a person who doesn't have to feel less than. I'm a person who, even though this person did this to me, uh, regardless of that, I am worthy. We're all born worthy. I am worthy. I'm going to treat myself like I'm worthy. I'm going to do the things that, I, that people do when they value themselves. And take care of yourself in a variety of ways you need to take care of yourself. So that's what I wanted to say about jealousy how to overcome it after infidelity. There's always a lot more about that. Uh, but I uh, hope you enjoyed listening to this. And I just want to say that um, the, the important part of this whole thing for you as a person who's betrayed is to realize the importance of your worthiness and your okayness. And that even though jealousy, as I said, is an important aspect of maybe even a healthy relationship because there's a certain matter of, of propriety or you know, that you, 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 you matter to me, we're sacred, you don't belong to me, but you matter to me. That even though that's true, that uh, you don't want to live jealous. You, you, you want to restore your equilibrium and you want to make that a priority and do everything you can to do that with help, on your own, with friends, with support maybe even with the help of what I talked about today. So thank you for listening. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love.
That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.